Hello. Well, hello. hello. Greetings once more from the table of Reckless Attack, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. I am your GM, Nathan. It is so lovely once again to be joined by you, dear listener, as well as joined by our exceptional cast of players who I am going to murder tonight. Well, <laughs> the characters. The, the characters. characters. Yes. The characters. Yeah. Starting, of course, with. Hi, everyone. I'm Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior. And Nathan has been staring at us all night, just threatening us mm-hmm. with how much fall damage he mm-hmm. planned to inflict on us today. Yeah. He's like, you know what? 15d6. No, maybe maybe 14. We could bump that up a 20, bit. 20d6, I think, is a little too low for that. So. What's your HP get? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you roll the average. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Yeah, just a couple right. death saves. No problem. It's fine. It's fine. You won't splatter across the ground. So. Mm-hmm. That's been really the experience tonight for mm-hmm. us players, and as a result, I'm just very tense. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll turn it over to the person across from me. Hey, everyone. My name is Steve, and I play Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk, who I'm reminded of it every time we might go into combat, and it surprises me every time we go into combat, that Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk, has the fewest amount of hit points oh, yeah. out of the entire <laughs> yeah. group. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I always end up on the front line. <laughs> now I'm rethinking my whole battle strategy. <laughs> that's what patient defense is for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what 15 foot reach is for. Like, you mm-hmm. got an option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's true, but still doesn't make me feel a lot better. <laughs> well, and if you'd like to learn how Selv got so few hit points, be sure to subscribe to us on Patreon. We record all our behind-the-screen episodes and roll for HP and all kinds of fun things. And across the table from me... Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana Domain. And Bao was just, like, chilling, hugging a raven, <laughs> cozy under a giant bandana, and being, like, just really getting to vibe with Arturo. This, <laughs> this is no longer vibes. Yeah. No, no, it's, well, at least it's very different vibes. The vibes are gone. But across the table for me. Hi, I'm David, and I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. And I'm really wondering at this point if it's better to ride with a raven or ride with a wyvern. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> true. Wyvern rider has like a really great ring to it. And I'm like, but maybe. That's true. It's raven very, mount. It's very fire emblem-y, which yeah, is, yeah. is probably a selling point for yeah. at least many around this table and probably several of our listeners. Like if there was any rock around, I would be 100% making a spear and just trying to charge into something, but alas. Wow, and thanks, David, for immediately putting rock around the clock <laughs> in my head. <laughs> what a what a fascinating, fascinating look inside the brain of Steve. Yeah. Just that it goes straight there. That's right, dear listeners. We have a combat episode on our hands, and not just any combat episode, just a combat episode several hundred feet up in the air. Because, you know, our party, they were just catching a quick taxi ride from a flock of ultra-gigantic ravens from the city of Deepwood that they helped save. And so the least that they could do was was offer them a ride where nothing bad happened for 
a good hunk of traveling. They were well on their way to their next stop, the ancient giant graveyard that they're going to. But, uh, well, uh, some wyverns had some other ideas and are kind of flying up at an intercept course right the heck now, which everyone around the table is just just thrilled about. So the, uh, <laughs> right now, the outcome of this combat is completely up in the air. <laughs> I am personally hoping that the outcome is uh, splattered in a smear on the ground. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Terrible. Mm. Also, just intercept course really, really does a lot of good things <laughs> to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. And so... We'll get into a little bit of kind of what this combat is going to look like, but you guys have been told oh, we might have to do a bit of a hot drop. And luckily, you guys all have, uh, you know, essentially fantasy parachutes strapped to you that allow you to basically cast Featherfall on yourself once and then it is used up forever. But um, I'm sure you guys won't need that. Nope. No problems at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I would like to ask you all. To roll for initiative, please. Astro has an 18. Checkers with a 13. Val with a 13. Hey. Uh, I go on rhyme time. Selv with a 12. So, before combat begins, you see these giant, large creatures with two winged arms, these curled up claws, long tails trailing behind them and just red scales covering their entire body. You guys would know that this is actually an ember wyvern. These three are ember wyverns. And so probably, you know, got some fire heading your way here in a moment. But luckily, they are still just a little bit out of reach of you guys. So if you have if you have anything you'd like to do before combat begins as these three large Lizards <laughs> come flapping up at you, intent on making some of you, at least, their next meal. Val will cast spiritual weapon in the form of a paper airplane. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In the form of a parchment plane. <laughs> Nat naturally, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are in a fantasy world. Thank you yes, for yeah. not breaking immersion. I, I like how you uh, you changed the paper to parchment but kept the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is. There were skyships. Yeah. Parchment airship. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Great. Exactly. That happens to be folded exactly You know like what? A paper no, airplane. it's a parchment origami bird. There you go, Steve. <laughs> there, Steve. Thank you. I am now immersed again. Yes. Great, 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 great. Finally. So the way I'm thinking about this is actually <laughs> rather than staying on top of Checker's own raven, mm -hmm. he calls over to the raven mount, hey, drop me over on Kaskrin's one. And as Checker's lands on the same raven as Kaskrin, he yells out, hey, Cass, Give me the lumberjack special. What? <laughs> <laughs> and Kashkin looks up, like, "Oh, what? We're doing it. We're doing it. All right, cool." <laughs> oh, okay. I, and except, I, except for the fact that that Selv is probably too far away to hear any of that, but I am like rubbing my temples, being like, "I, what's gonna happen?" Yep. Yep. Like I remember. They did this one time in training, but like, what was it? What was <laughs> they it? have so many dumb names for so many things. It always goes bad. Okay. And Kashkin reaches his arms out to the side from the tarp that he is sort of just dangling in and summons the power of the Eternal Citadel and his connection with it to cast Enlarge Reduce. And he is going to use Twinning Metamagic to enlarge 
both of the ravens to the left and right of him. And as Caskrin does that, Checkers reaches down and touches the raven that he has now landed on. Oh, God. Also casting Enlarge Reduce, changing the bird to a huge size. <laughs> creature with an even more massive wingspan than ever thought possible. And so as the three ember wyverns approach us, all of a sudden the three ravens grow double, triple in size and just take up an enormous amount of the Rixian airspace. Yeah, the raven like flies over after you kind of be like, hey, bring me over there. Mm-hmm. And Kaskrin, you just feel this like thump. Like yeah. the, the raven like drops like 10 feet as it is is adjusting for all this extra weight. And you checkers get the impression that this raven is like immediately starting to like struggle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is maybe <laughs> it's, too much. It's too much, yeah. But you slap down your magic and as it grows, its wings almost like slow down a little bit just because there's now... It started with supernaturally huge wingspan, and now it is going, I don't know, 40, 50 feet across, and so are the wingspan of two <laughs> others. And oh I'm just imagining being on the back of that, where as yeah. it flaps its wing, you're going up in like 10-foot increments, or like it's- like the lift of the body of the raven is just so tall. Yeah. And, and what's even accentuating it more is that now, like, the wings were already big, but now they are so big that it obscures your vision for, like, huge swaths of the terrain all around you. And the only time you're able to see in 360 degrees around you is when it's on, like, its down flap, I guess. I just imagine now the the screech has gone from, like, an eagle or falcon to that of a T-Rex, oh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and... You can see even now, if anyone who's watching for the reaction of the wyverns kind of sees like a little bit of a of a pullback, even just for a moment, that will have mechanical ramifications when we get into the actual combat. Selv, anything you'd like to do? So I am going to ready an attack with the Fist of Unbroken Air, which has a 15-foot yes. reach, essentially. Absolutely. That sounds great. And that will use your reaction next round whenever you would like to use it, which is something I should be sure to mention. Everyone has a parachute. It requires a reaction to pull. Should you be falling, many other things require reactions. So we will be paying even more attention to what reactions our dear players use or do not use in the coming rounds of combat. But that is neither here nor there, because it is the start of combat. At the front of this trio of wyverns is what looks to be the biggest wyvern. This large creature has its big wings flapping. This one starts to bear down on you all. You can see it has this nasty scar across a big hunk of of its face. And one of its eyes is a little bit milky as it kind of comes at you all. This one sees a very interesting package being carried by one of these now giant ones and says, you know, this seems a lot easier than dealing with whatever just happened in those very large birds now. And so it is going to fly up to the bag containing Casker and Brightmane. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not here at all. (laughs) (laughs) But because it is now it is thrown off by the sudden giantness of these creatures, 
I'm going to say both of its first attacks, and for all these wyverns, are going to have disadvantage. Nice. nice. It opens its mouth, and this moat of flame erupts and goes straight to the tarp. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a tarp. But because I rolled a 16 on the dice and also a five on the dice. Nice. Ooh. So nice, because, nice. because of the disadvantage, this moat of fire, you can see it again. I'm assuming you're kind of like back to storking where your little head is yeah. poking oh, out. Yeah. Uh, so you, but you can see this ball of fire just sizzles past you. But it, then it's going to fly a little bit closer and is going to do a bite attack upon you. Uh, <laughs> At a normal attack. Ooh, that's a good hit, though. Uh, 21 to hit? That hits. Okay. That's a no good. You take nine points of piercing damage. Oh, okay. And you are grappled. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This just, again, this kind of, like, alpha wyvern just flies up and just thrusts its head down into the sack. And... Even as the raven is kind of trying to adjust and trying to get out of the way, this head just comes in and snaps at you and gets a hold of you. This wyvern anchors itself to the raven and kind of digs in its talons on either side as it has you in its mouth and is clearly trying to rip you out of the sack and trying to get you and fly away with you. But it won't be able to do that until its next turn. So you guys all have one turn <laughs> to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Kastrin desperately attempts to maintain control of his twin spell. And fails. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, you fool. So Good he, thing Checkers had did the one you had. He is yeah. taken aback by the sudden grapple of this alpha wyvern that has come up to him, and it disrupts his concentration the two giant ravens to the left and right of him shrink immediately, returning to their normal size. And, and I'm imagining <laughs> it shrinks like down, and so like there's just a moment where Selv and Val are both like in midair, yeah. <laughs> and just like have to fall like five feet and be like, "Oh, it's back to small again." Val's just like shoved down by the bandana around her waist, where it just like slingshots her into the raven. Yeah, right. And Catherine is now just like dangling between these two giant flying creatures trying to pull on his tarp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Of war. Yeah. Uh, but that is the end of the Wyvern's turn. And good news, it is indeed the turn of Catherine Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. You can use your action to do a, a an escape attempt against a DC. Well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I love it. <laughs> You can't. You are yeah. allowed to if you if you so By choose. By the rules of Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, yeah. you are capable of doing so. Yes. Kaskrin has always had those, like, drive me closer so I can hit them with my sword mm -hmm. vibes mm -hmm. and is really channeling that right now. Because <laughs> as he's mm -hmm. getting grappled by this wyvern, he is going to pull out his hammer and attempt to cast heavy blow into it and try and hit <laughs> the wyvern and stun it. Okay, sick. What does he? What does he say? Does it, is it like a primal scream? Is it what? Or is it like deathly silent? Yeah. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I think he is just like. I imagine the activity is more between these two creatures, and so like he is at the the very tiny center of like this bird and wyvern centrifuge as it's like <laughs> rotating around in this dogfight. Yeah, and rotating. And I don't know if we fully reset it. You guys are still 
like 400 feet mm-hmm. up yes. in the air. Uh-huh. And so he is like screaming as he's just getting turned <laughs> upside down in every direction. And he is going to try and hit this leg. I love it. Good luck. That is a 23 to hit. Nice. Ooh, oh, absolutely. Okay. That is going to be 23 points of damage nice. on the hit. And please have the Wyvern make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Ooh. It's two on the die. That <laughs> fails. This creature is stunned until the beginning of its next turn. Kaskrin, yes. could you uh, describe <laughs> what happens to this flying creature in midair whose flying speed has been reduced to zero because it is stunned? There's like this moment where, you know, we're diving in formation. We're all moving alongside. And then these three wyverns come up in an intercept course. One of them grapples onto one of the ravens trying to get at who knows what. It could be anything in there. Definitely not a dwarf made of rock. And then in that <laughs> same instant, one of the wyverns like stops moving and then just continues falling out. Like a, yeah, like in a, a parabolic arch. Yeah. Instead of like going all the way up, now it's coming back down. And you can just see like from this formation, one of the three attackers is just like fallen off into the distance and then land in a big cloud of dirt. Yep. So that's fun. That's good. <laughs> I love it. It's very good. I love it. Yeah, you got to roll the damage, Nathan. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> roll okay, the I, damage, Nathan. I did, and I'm not going to say how this resolves, but it was 70 points of damage <laughs> for the max 20 d6 of falling damage. Sick! Wow. So don't fall right now, you guys. <laughs> so, with that, the turn better be over, David. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Val, it is one your hit, turn. One kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Val, it is your turn, and. I will just say that I think both of the wyverns now are like 30-ish, 40 feet away or so. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I will aim my spiritual weapon at the wide one, the there, chonky one. There he are, seems like an easier target to hit. <laughs> there are, yes, there are two wyverns still remaining. One is uh, kind of a, <laughs> it's very funny, but uh, he's a little bit chonkier. He's the <laughs> he's the kind of the, the chubby wyvern of the group. Uh, and there is kind of a, a little runtier one, actually, who's kind of the smallest one. They are, again, all still equally dangerous wyverns, I'll say, <laughs> uh, but cosmetically are different. So which one are you, are you attacking? The chonkster. Perfect, done. <laughs> and I send my... Parchment airship. <laughs> or oh, wait, 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 parchment or origami bird. Yep. Such immersion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm really there. <laughs> Towards the, the wide movement. Verisimilitude. Natural 20. Hey. Ooh. I think you auto crit anyway, right? No, that's no, not, no, okay. not for that. Either, well, then you just you regular quit as per the rule, regular crit as per the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. I hope you said quit. I'm leaving him out. Yep. Well, <laughs> you auto quit. Okay. We'll talk about that off air, Sophie. <laughs> 10 points of damage. Ooh. Ow. Um, you know, this seems like it'll be fun. <laughs> so Good. Great. I love that. DMs love that. So Vale's going to cast Guiding Bolt at third level. That's a 17 on the die. Y- yes. Okay. <laughs> 17 points of damage. Wow. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Wow. 
Okay, ow. That's everything you've got, uh, Val. Anything else on your turn? That is it. Okay. Ow. So, Checkers is going to rub Mango's head vigorously, and you see little Good. crackles of electricity come up from as he casts <laughs> the jump spell. <laughs> the God only spell any adventurer needs. Right. Gets Man- you both into and out of trouble. <laughs> well, in this case, it's going to be specifically into trouble. So Mango just has this determined look on his face, and Mango stretches his legs and just gets ready to leap from this large raven that we find ourselves on towards the wyvern that is chasing us and is going to try and intercept the interceptors. Go get him, Mango! And Mango is going to try and jump 30 or 40 feet towards the wyvern and try to hit it. Okay, and it has the uh, the jump distance the jump to do distance, that. Yep. Like hit it and kick it or like land like, on it? Like latch onto it with his tongue. And this is Mango exclusively. Mango exclusively. Okay. Checkers is staying put right here. <laughs> I got it. Okay. All right. I will leave this to you. Yes. I would like either an athletics check mm-hmm. or an attack roll to correctly aim his jump as he is triangulating two <laughs> different creatures going at like 150 feet per round or something. Tiny you are generous brain. in not making this an intelligence yeah. check. <laughs> well, I am imagining Mango, we, you know, not all intelligence is book smarts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where instinctually Mango yeah. is just doing all the calculations <laughs> in yeah. his in his perfect frog brain. Right. Who knows not, but snuggles eating bugs in his, and jumping. In his froggin. His frog. His, in, yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. <laughs> see, now I'm just thinking of those frogs who can't jump straight. Well, <laughs> Mango's not one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Mango's very good at jumping, especially when magically enhanced. Fair. So I'm going to do an attack roll, and because Val did Guiding Bolt on this one, yep. Mango has <laughs> advantage to attack it with his leap. Uh, and then, I, oh, before you, you uh, say anything, um, four more wyverns <laughs> come and fly up. No, go ahead. Don't fail me now. Ooh, 19 is the high one. <sighs> yep. All Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wild. I was even like giving it a little AC boost where it's like, it's a little bit difficult, like half cover. Cut. Nope, it's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So everyone just sees this large bird just deploy a relatively small sized frog off the back of it. And it flies <laughs> through the air, almost floating gracefully, almost targeted directly towards the large wyvern chasing them and just smacks it in the side. Four, seven points of damage, and Mango is just kind of like hunkered down on this thing as it tries to chase us. As that happens, you see that this creature, because it has taken so much damage, flies into a rage where it is just immediately like this frog comes on it and like kicks it and it just like snarls and snorts and getting worked up as if it has kind of entered into a a rage with a singular bit of like focus. I'm terrified because now I'm imagining this fire wyvern doing like the death roll of a crocodile in the midair with Mango on top of it. It's not good, guys. It's not good. (laughs) And that's the end of my turn. Okay, so there are two ember wyverns left. One of them has Mango upon it. Indeed. (laughs) And is is a little bit of a chunk. And is a little bit of a chunk. Um, The other one is a little bit of of a small. A little slightly svelter. 
how far is the svelte one from where I am currently at? Again, everyone is kind of, we'll say just 40-ish feet away. Okay. And we're ignoring wind speed and (laughs) (laughs) all that other (laughs) physics bullshit. We're flying in a vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. We're in in an air tunnel. We're all perfect speeders. (laughs) Yeah. At least one of us is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I am going to breathe out kind of like an icicle into my hand. Sick. Cool. And I am going to use Fangs of the Frost Wolf, which mechanically is basically Ice Knife. Good. Just one of my favorite names of any D&D spell. (laughs) Ice Knife. Ugh. Just says it right in the name. It's sick. (laughs) Exactly what it needs to do. And I will be spending a key point in order to do this. This would be a ranged spell attack. So, uh, let's see. I'm guessing a nine does not hit. Uh. Unfortunately, it does not. Okay, that's all right. The ice knife kind of flies towards it, and the wyvern moves to the side, so the ice knife looks like it's going to miss. But then... It explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it does not take the initial piercing damage of getting hit by the knife. However, the shard explodes. Will you please have the wyvern make a dexterity saving throw? Absolutely. And what is the range? Like, is there a radius on this attack? The radius is five feet. Okay, got it. Cool. So it is a 10 foot diameter sphere, essentially. Ooh. (laughs) It's a no good. Oh, it's no. a fail. Okay. <laughs> I failed. Nice. nice. I, nice. By so, I, oh, so little. Okay. I really thought you were going to say they succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Then it gets to enjoy six points of cold damage. Oh, and this was the same one that has been attacked this whole time? No. No, no. no the, this is to the skinny one. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then that will be, that will be my turn. And now... A word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hi, everyone. David here with The Midroll. We hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. If you want more of the Reckless Attack crew, come join the community on Discord. The link is in the show notes of the episode and on our website, RecklessAttack.com If you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback series, as well as our new series, Reckless A Snack, where we eat snacks and chat about the question of the day. As always, if you like the show, be sure to tell a friend about it too. Thanks so much for listening, and now, 
back to the episode. Now it's the Wyvern's turn. Finally. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, So first it is the kind of the Wyvern chunk. They are razor focused now that they've kind of taken sufficient damage where Uh they've kind of their their senses have sharpened and it's going to go after the same raven that (laughs) previously the scar kind of alpha one went after except it's going to be like that sack no thank you (laughs) (laughs) don't need that sack seems bad (laughs) and it's going to go after the grung perched on top oh boy Somehow, this has all still only been one round, so yeah. it still has disadvantage on its first attack against you. Sick. Hey. Which is its moat of flame. Mm. And it's going to natural one hey. on the first one. <laughs> so that's no good. Nice. So again, this just like the wyvern, you can see it locking eyes with you. Mm-hmm. And this moat of flame comes out, but the raven mount is actually able to kind of do a cool barrel roll, like Matrix style all the way around it. Exactly. And the reason reason it's a natural one is that Checkers is really enjoying it. That's how this Wyvern is punished, but it's now for natural (laughs) one. Kaskrin, not as much. Mm -hmm. Checkers has a great time. But it's still going to fly up and try and bite you. Cool. 14 to hit. That misses. Ah, you're freaking frack, fracking frick. So then it does a kind of flyby attack. Would you like to take an opportunity attack against it? No, I will not. Okay. I will watch it fly away. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, Checkers tries to high five it. Yeah. That is its turn. I'll give it the good old. <laughs> now it is the runt turn. And seeing really bad outcomes going after the one particular one that Checkers and Cask are in, it's going to turn its sights upon Val's raven. And we're just going to say Val particularly, because you're like, you guys are the only thing other than large giant bird exposed. I'm not camouflaged under a black bandana. I'll give you, I'll give you a a, a slight bit of AC, but it saw you fucking. I'm in half cover. Not, not even. It saw you launch fucking all these spells. And it's like, that seems like an okay spot to find yeah. a squishy person. You're a papyrus dirigible at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to shoot a, a flame moat at you at a disadvantage. Ooh, rolls really good, though. An 18 to oh, hit. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. You take... Oh, 10 points of fire damage. No, the bandana. No. <laughs> uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, six. Total? I don't have any bonuses. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As this hits, and Val has this moment of panic of, oh no, the bandana! <laughs> Val realizes that it is not the bandana that she needs to worry about. It is the fact that she is on fire. Oh no. <laughs> oh, okay. You take mm. another six points of fire damage. Ouch. And you will take additional fire damage at the start of your next turns until you spend an action to put it out. Okay. That is the end of the first round of combat. You guys have are doing, doing pretty well. But... We've been kind of, you know, simulating all of this action going on. I'm just assuming everyone is flying as fast as they can, but there's still a flurry of action. These wyverns are churning. The ravens are swirling and dodging out of the way of attacks and, you know, still trying to dive out of the way. 
And so I would like everyone to please make me an athletics check as a way to kind of represent you guys clinging on to the ravens as all of this activity is going. Hey. Cashman with a 15. Okay. Checkers with a 14. Okay. Velasco with a 15. Ooh. Selv with a 13. It's fine if Selv fails. <laughs> I kind of want Selv to fail. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> well, bad news. You all succeed. Ah. Shit. Woo. We survive. One more turn. So pissed. <laughs> the DC was 13, by the way. Ooh. Hey. Good enough. Yep. Good, Good enough. enough. C's get degrees. C's uh, ensure your survival yeah. for one more round. Who has the highest passive perception? Mine's 16. 17. That's probably high enough that both of you, in the far distance, now hundreds of feet away, see a cloud of dust kick up as a wyvern that Kaskrin smacked <laughs> writes itself and limps into the forest. <laughs> Still alive, but wow. uh, not coming back. Not interested in continuing this particular confrontation. Kaskrin knows that now is the time to act. <laughs> not last round, this round. As the Chonkster Wyvern was kind of coming up towards the raven that mm -hmm. myself and Checkers are on, and as our raven does this barrel roll to try and avoid the attack, Kaskrin is going to do, like, a double tap on the raven's leg mm -hmm. and then hold on for dear life <laughs> mm -hmm. as he releases himself from the tarp. And kind of gestures at the raven to do the same. He is going to hold onto the tarp and cast light at level two, making it as bright as he can. And he is going to try as mm -hmm. the raven is rotating sort of in front of the other wyvern to like loose this thing in front of it, trying to catch it on some of its scales or its horns and blind it in its face. Okay. Nice. All right. So... Do you have proficiency in simple martial weapons? I do. Okay. I will count this as a net. Cool. And so I will let you do this attack with your full attack bonus. Though I think it would be a little out of range. So you might have to do it with disadvantage. But its AC is not very high. So. Okay. That's fair. That is a 13. That hits. Oh, yes! wow. wow. Wow, wow. And, and which one was this again? This was the uh, the fat one who the attacked fat one. you guys. Yes. Okay. Actually, Mango's on the, the big wyvern, so Castron's going to try and target this net at the small wyvern instead. Got it. Cool. Same, same bonuses, same all that good stuff. Cool. Still hits. I am going to say that it is... It is blinded and cannot see, and you have like successfully gotten it like around its eyes and head, and with the brightness on top of it, that it is. There's no way that it can see anything, and you get all the bonuses therein conferred to attacking a blind creature should you choose to do so. Awesome inspiration, sick, nice. Casper is going to hold on to the other raven leg and just like dangle there, trying to to stay, and that's my turn. Love it very much, Velasca Carter. Velasca puts herself out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no. I do take more fire damage, though. Three points of fire damage. Cool. She will spend her action putting out the flames, but not singeing the bandana more. Right. I think it would be remiss for me not to say this is a intense 
feeling. Like, I'm not going to say you've been on fire before. (laughs) I don't know what your other adventures in your life has brought you. I feel like there was the first time she tried to work with Etris. Right, yeah. And we all know how that went. Right, and this is more on the spectrum of alchemical fire. It stayed on you for so long and was so hot that it was unlike anything that you've ever probably experienced. But you are still able to spend that time and pat it out, stop, drop, and roll in the bandana, whatever. So that is her action. With bonus actions, she will send her parchment bird towards the uh, mangoes on the chunky one. You could attack it, that's fine. Yeah, she'll still attack uh, that one. 18 on the die. <sighs> yeah. Nice. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Seven points of <sighs> okay. damage. And that is her turn. So, this is the moment that Checkers has been waiting for. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Mango <laughs> is in position, ready to strike. Good. And as Mango's tongue begins to coil around this large flying wyvern, I'm going to ask you to make me an opposed athletics check as Mango attempts to grapple this thing in the air. I'm going to use my inspiration for this. Seems good. (laughs) Wait, wait. Just so I know the stakes of this roll, what happens to the movement speed of a grappled creature? Turns to zero. Which causes it to fall. And the same thing happens. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which also causes a frog to fall. A mango. A mango. A mango. 15. A success. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Uh, good thing you used your inspiration, but yeah. not so good. I didn't roll good either. <laughs> but still, worth worth spending the inspiration on it. So Checkers just does a salute to his tricorn hat. <laughs> Godspeed, Mango. I'll see you soon. As Mango... Do not go... What is that? Uh, do not go gently. Yeah, do not go gently into the... Rage, rage against the dying of the light, Mango. I am so upset. <laughs> as these wings begin... To, as they get stuck to Mango, as he grasps as hard as he can onto this wyvern, and the wy- wyvern begins to fall out of the air towards the forest below. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> For those of you counting at home, that was 17 d6 of damage. Yeah. 54 points of damage in total. Wow. (laughs) And Mango just disappears into the forest below. (laughs) (laughs) You hear taps playing quietly in the distance. But this also just absolutely skids uh, to to a, a halt. I guess, like, the tongue just, like, catches its its arm and wing enough that it can't have, like, even balance. So yeah. it starts just, like, flopping and kind of, like, spiraling downward. And you see it also just thuds into the ground. Amazingly, you also see it kind of wiggling around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is also not dead, but is not good. Yeah. <laughs> And with his action, Checkers is going to pull out a rock from his hat and go, This is for my friend Mango! How dare you! And then throw it at the one who's blinded. (laughs) I need to ask. I need to clarify. Uh So first, I mechanically know what is happening. Uh Do the other members of the party know 
what's happening. Absolutely not. No, no I, not. I can barely see this. So like, I'm only not. I'm not worried. Because my my thought, my question was going to be like mechanically. I guess you bring. You can, I can be summoned, Mia. No, yeah, we just think Mango died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought Junior was the one you're gonna that's be summoned. What I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I could also summon Mango. I've just never had to before. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> so. The answer is the party does not know. Yes, the party does not <laughs> so know. So as far as the party knows, you just saluted Mango and said, Goodbye, <laughs> sweet prince. Goodbye, sweet prince. <laughs> I let go of the raven. Mango, I'm coming. <laughs> that was Take uh, me I'm instead. Next. <laughs> I had a plan for saving him. Yeah. Uh, again, he drops immediately <laughs> on his turn. It is less than 500 feet, so it hits the ground mm-hmm. right then. Mm-hmm. And you all can react on your turns however you would like. But I need to know what what emotion is Checkers <laughs> other than you know respect for a fallen comrade? Uh-huh. But is there distress? Is there or is there like foe anything? Uh, Checkers is like you know enraged that they have taken his dear friend Mango from him and yeah, is just yeah. hurling rocks as hard as he can towards the blinded wyvern. But in the background, she's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> got him, <laughs> boom, got him. <laughs> all right, <laughs> and again, none of you know this. All of you saw, like, and you spe- you all specifically narrated. Oh, I'm not going to attack that one because Mango's on it, and then just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, rest of your turn. I'll make an attack towards the wyvern. I have advantage because it's blinded. 23. Yep, absolutely. Nine points of damage towards Ow. it as it just bonks it in the head with a magic rock. <laughs> and again, painting the scene of it like being like, you bastard! <laughs> and then just like, clunk. Yeah. One rock just bounces <laughs> off its cranium. Yep. And that's the end of my turn. So, Selv is gonna, like, I guess take a second to look in shock <laughs> at, at Checkers because there, there should be a li- like, we just lost the fortunate, and now it looks like <laughs> oh you know God I didn't even think poor, about that yeah poor Mango is Gone. is an ex frog by his own be, hand also by yeah, the right? way yeah of that Mango well, did that theoretically on purpose <laughs> and for because Self was watching and saw you know last yep. time saw Mango jump over saw this Mango tongue yep. wrap around the wyvern yep. and the wyvern start to to go down. And Selv's like, okay, Mango, enact your escape plan. <laughs> right. The, the escape plan, and, Mango. And he had, he had. I mean, he had to have one. Had the, had the things on, yeah, but. He, he had to have an escape plan. He had parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no little poof of cloth. No, nope. no, nothing. So we need to end this as fast as possible so that we can land and go find Mango. Right. Mm-hmm. Naturally. If I am within 15 feet of the remaining currently blinded wyvern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am going to make some attacks. So I am going to use Fist of Unbroken Air so that I can hit it from 15 feet away. Does a 16 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. That is going to be eight points of damage. Okay. And I am going to spend a point of key and please make a constitution saving throw or be stunned. What's the DC? 14. I fail. Ah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just barely. The most barely <laughs> possible. But I fail. So self kind of like after somewhat initial surprise and shock wears off, focuses back and use the fists of unbroken air to punch this wyvern. 
it kind of hits it like right in the the base where the the head meets the neck and the head kind of snaps up a little bit and the the eyes just roll back slightly and then (laughs) it just starts careening downward and as it starts uh headed towards the ground Selv will unleash his second attack and then a third <laughs> just, j- just to make sure and just uh, just try to hit it on the way down. It's like to kind of force it further into the ground. The falling damage does 53 points of damage, so it would have been fine either way. <laughs> well, it was it, that was more of a Selv's a little well, oh, yeah. right. You just emotionally do that. distraught right now. Absolutely. So that's, yeah. The third and final Wyvern, the other two's like crawling along the ground as best they can. Also, careens downward, just going into a spiral freefall, and thud also hits the ground. All this dust gets kicked up, and again, after a few moments, you see it also kind of, like, shake itself off and, like, find where the other ones are and also start <laughs> to, like, crawl back very pitifully. Would you like to say anything? <laughs> uh, or would someone else like Val to interject? takes the help action to move this raven faster into a free nosedive <laughs> get to Mango as quickly as possible. I, Sophie, don't know if the helper aid action gives you movement. <laughs> I don't care. Val is making this it. raven go as fast as possible to get down to Mango Can to you- save that poor poor frog. Yep. Can you use the help action to help checkers emotionally recover from the loss? No, of you didn't. <laughs> Ow, they did my frog. My dear boy Mango. Kaskrin is going to level up to eight so that I can cast haste. <laughs> yeah, you, you are starting to like, we have to go down after him kind, yeah. of, kind of vibes. Selv's gonna yell to the Raven Mount, circle back around. We have to go get Mango. Yeah, Val's instructing her Raven Mount. Arthur be like, Get to the frog! Get to <laughs> Mango! So I think after we've all finally landed around the same area where... There's a crater. Yeah. Like, like the cr- where, yeah. where, and you can see the wyvern has clearly, like, dragged itself off. It is already, like, long gone from this mm-hmm. from this place. But it is just a disaster. Right. And, like, we've assigned, like, a search pattern. Like, folks have started to look around in different areas, try to find where the wyvern was, where, like, and there's, like, a smashed water barrel on the ground (laughs) along with, like, a saddle, but no real signs of where Mango is at all. And then, like, all of a sudden, out of a tree nearby, you just hear, good boy, Mango, you did it. Nice job. And Mango and Checkers just kind of reappear from the forest. Mango looks perfectly fine, if a little naked. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm imagining everyone just, like, slowly turns around, like, all fanned out. Again, and this is, like, the ravens are circling overhead. The raven mounts have, like, dropped down to the ground. And, like, Juniper's looking around. And everyone just, like, turns and looks and sees a mango there. (laughs) You survived! And then a self will just kind of... Mango! (laughs) Val... Val knows. Val knows. <laughs> Val, Val knows the math. Yep. And Juniper looks at you all and says, Wow, adventurers are the best. <laughs> that must be the most powerful frog to ever exist. <laughs> Mango just like licks one of his eyeballs. <laughs> and that is where we'll end this week's episode, everyone. Yay! Yay! See you next yeah. week! <laughs> Mango lives! Mind sliver on checkers. (laughs) (laughs) 
But as these ravens kind of come together, one dropping off checkers and the other ones just trying to flying around, starting evasive maneuvers, Kaskrin and checkers. Do we have a name for this one? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Is this you don't want to describe it for help with the name, or so or do you want it? Do, yeah. do you want the surprise? Yeah, to no, be... we'll take the, we'll take help. Yeah, but... so um, we're doing uh, enlarge reduce on three birds, so I can do one, Kaskrin can do two. So as we're all kind of getting together, as soon as the ravens come in, three of them become huge size, and then maybe that'll like scare them off, or just like hey, they, maybe we should rethink this one. Mm -hmm. um, but we need something breakfast theme or food theme yeah. that corresponds with making three things big. Super size me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. a, it's yeah. like the lumberjack I, special uh, or something. Or, or, or yeah. something, oh, that's something yeah. like, like muffin based where it rises and or the uh, or like or I'm imagining like Paul Bunyan, but Paul right, Bunyan yeah, or like exist. or like what's the or like a you know like the ultra there's giant a there's a omelet. short stack and yeah. a like a I don't know is that a thick stack a <laughs> large tall, 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 tall stack? stack I don't know yeah what's like a tall the sky whale special yeah. <laughs> that's At like fantasy the, Denny's. that's like the giant yeah yeah 